Charlene and Bob Steinkamp, the founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries, are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries, or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, P.O. Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida, 33061. Please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that through Charlene's message, you will receive the encouragement from the Lord, and with His strength and power, your marriage can be all that your Heavenly Father planned it to be. Welcome to Rejoice Marriage Ministries. We're so thrilled to have everybody here tonight. And we just give God the praise and the glory for all that's going on. And we are just ex excited. It's another Monday night of the beginning of the month. I hope all of you have found us and are uh, calling in or listening in on the third Monday of every month because we are really doing something really neat. The third Monday, we do a, a mini-teaching for about 20 minutes. We have a guest of Standers or Restored Marriage next. And then we pray. And that's the most awesome part because we have several people praying and we're really praying for all you guys and for your husbands and your children. So you need to tune in and you need to really agree with us. So when you hear those prayers, those are for you. So even if you've heard none of those three months that we've already done, go back and listen to them and be encouraged with the prayers. Um, that is what we're doing. It's like a, a prayer night of Rejoice Pompano, except it's for everybody around the world. And that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to take what we have here and spread it around the world. And we like to hear testimonies, so we have testimonies. So it's win-win. If you don't and cannot listen on the Monday night that we're doing it, the third Monday at that certain time, it is recorded, so it's right easy to find under the list up at the top and go to the conference calls and you will get them. Plus, several years passed and here are testimonies restored marriages. So we're really excited about the addition we've made and I know, I'd really have loved to have you email us and tell us how you like them because we're praying more than we've ever prayed and we're trying to get the breakthroughs for you to have your marriages healed and restored and resurrected. So um, I'm really excited about it and it has been great. The testimonies have been great. This is Mother's Day weekend coming up. And for me and for Lori, that's good because we're mothers and many of you are mothers and we're thrilled about that. But there are men here that are not, but I'm going to do you next month because I'm going to do Father's Day. So I've got myself covered. I have covered myself. And uh, so we're going really to um, honor the mothers tonight. And uh, I want to open up with a scripture that's Deuteronomy 6. Five to seven. I want to emphasize a little bit on the children. I believe that the children are the innocent victims of the divorce or separation 
um, the problems that we have in our marriage. I believe that is so true. And what we want to do is have, it does not matter if they're a baby and they're, they literally are missing a father to hold them and we do have divorce or separation even at while they're pregnant or at birth or after birth. I mean, we have it. It does not matter. The age does not matter. It affects all ages. So we want to emphasize, even if they're adult children, it is affecting them. And, they're, and they just unfortunately understand completely what their father or mother is doing. So that's even harder for them. So we're really emphasizing to Mother's Day and Father's Day because we need you all to pray. Prayer is a key to marriage restoration. I cannot teach you that enough. I cannot emphasize that enough. And putting on the armor of God, the hedge protection, the wall of fire, I want to make sure you know that you know you teach it. I pray you will teach all your family, your friends, that go to church that may not be doing it because we need to do it to protect ourselves. So we really want to, I uh, hope you've found Deuteronomy by now, but we want you to pray. Prayer is a powerful weapon. It is something you can pray popcorn prayers while you're in the car driving to work, or you can zap in a video, or actually a CD would be better, and um, a video is uh, live. But a CD, I have uh, the Bible on CD. How many have ever had that? Okay. I listen to that while I'm driving, and uh, I love it because uh, it just gets the word in me more, more, and more. And that is what you need to be filled up with, the word. You need to understand that when the enemy shoots a fiery dart, you've got it. Scripture that you're going to speak right back to you, to the devil, and say, no way, you know? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, and no weapon formed against us will prosper. And we have to do that. So I just want you, and I want you to teach your kids to memorize Scripture. And on Sundays, we have a memory Scripture, and it's uh, for you to memorize the Word of God. And our pastors, and if you listen to certain pastors, they say, memorize Scripture. Because the Lord will bring it to your memory when you need it the most. So I challenge you to use some of the tools that we have. Opening Scripture. Ready? Deuteronomy 6, verses 5 to 7. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. That's our responsibility. Not everybody else, only us. That's our real responsibility. So we need to, to teach them the Word of God and about the Bible every day at home. We need to teach them about prayer and to pray with them at nighttime. Um, once they leave our home, we got to pray that they continue what we've taught them. But we have to teach them the importance of knowing the Word of God and praying. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. 
what are they trying to say here? What is all the time? Is that not what we're supposed to do? I have a, a couple of CDs in my car that the kids, I buy CDs for the kids for different music. And we have songs that all of us love on a certain CD. So we'll play one special CD song and then we'll play somebody else's and somebody else's. And they'll say, that's Madison's song, that's Ashley's song, that's Samantha's song. And we go through that. And that is what I want you to do with music. Get the music in your car. And um, I have a four-year-old grandson, Rudy, and uh, he loves music. And he will go into big church with us because he just loves to praise the Lord. And he sees grandma raising her hands, so he raises his hands. And he just loves to clap. So we've got to teach them young because they've got to, once they get into school, the school doesn't want to really, unless you're going in a Christian school, does not want to necessarily teach them about the Lord. So we want to encourage you, especially moms. This is the one I'm emphasizing on, but I'm talking now parents. Parents, you got to communicate with your kids. If you're not even home with them, you need to communicate more with them than if you're, if you're separate. If you're separated or divorced, text them, email them, call them. Make a weekly date to go out to lunch, dinner, or whenever they are. Go get ice cream with them. We need to communicate with our children. And when we get separated from them, then the enemy comes in and tries to tell us that we don't even need to worry about them. They're with their mom, they're with their dad, whatever. And we need to say, no, they're my children. If I was home, I'd be seeing them every single night. And get, take back what the enemy is stealing from us. Does that make sense? So anyway, we want to pray this week for all the children. Pray for the moms, pray for the fathers, but let's pray for the children. They're the victims. And men, may I speak to the men who are here who probably are not gonna be the ones that's listening to me, but there may be one prodigal on here. And I want to encourage all the men to please call up the kids, take them shopping, and buy your wife a Mother's Day gift. You were the father, you fathered the children, and there's nothing greater than say to your wife, I love you, and I love every one of our children that were born. That is so important. We, we can't separate. That is that one flesh. That is what God said that we were to uh, get married, and then we were to uh, get multiplication with birthing. And you know what? I know there's men and women here that are young and they don't have children and they would love to have their children and they're praying for their children that they can have children and I'm going to talk about that later but I want you to not give up on giving your wife I want you to pray about it ask God how you what you should give them what you just send them a gift card or whatever but you know it's amazing they probably will take the gift okay and, uh, and it, it says you're thinking of them. And the, the devil doesn't, says you don't do it, but the Lord may tell you to do it. So anyway, that's my two cents on that. 
Um, we are really excited about um, praying this week for hurting men and women with wounded hearts because it's Mother's Day. It's just one more holiday that is hurting them. So let's pray. Lord, we just praise you and thank you for tonight. We thank you for the people that you've brought from the north, the south, the east, and the west. And Lord, we ask that you would just open the doors of heaven and bring the people that are supposed to be here. Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do tonight. We ask that you would anoint me. We ask that you would uh, teach your uh, children right here and may they open their eyes and ears to the truth and the truth will set them free. I pray that you would touch them and remove all the circumstances that they're facing, the oppression, depression, the fear, anxiety, um, the unbelief and the doubt that they may have that it, their marriage will even be restored. I pray tonight that you will go up and down these rows and you will touch every one of the standards and touch them and increase their faith, their hope, their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that they will not doubt and not believe in your mighty power, but believe that you can do all things through Christ. And Lord, we have seen so many miracles on Thursday and Saturday of what God is doing, and he's no respecter of persons. We need to praise the Lord, praise him for that, that person, and then thank the Lord that he's moving in the mountain on the other side of our mountain right now. And we just have to continue to praise the Lord that there are marriages being reconciled each and every week. So, Lord, we just ask you to do a tsunami of marriages coming up. And I pray through these two holidays that we have in May and June. May you touch the husband and wives that are not there. And may you, uh, the one that caused the divorce, the one that filed for divorce, may you touch them and may you bring them to their senses. Bob wrote about it. He talked about the, how much it bothered him with the children. And Lord, I pray you would just turn up the heat on those men and women realizing what they've done to their children and the separation of what and the divorce that it does to them also. And we'll just give you the praise. May they be, um, may you touch every prodigal tonight. And may you speak to them while we're here praying and learning about how to stand and about your word. May you touch them, to have them come to their senses this very night. May you open their eyes and take that hardness of heart and soften it and turn it to a heart of flesh. Nothing, nothing is too hard. And we just ask that you will move in their heart and that they will come to their senses to the point of even calling us up tonight and calling the, their husband or their wife and talk to them tonight. You can do it. Nothing's too hard. And we believe that you're in control. And we just ask that you will bless this time we sing and we praise the Lord in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Darkness tries to 
trembles at his voice, trembles at his voice.
Lord, we come to you, and we've just sang those words which say, I've abandoned my heart and my life to you. I've surrendered my heart and my life to you. And Lord, that is the secret. That is how we can stand. We can stand firm on the solid rock of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he will hold he will hold out his righteous right hand and say, I am right there with you. Now, Lord, I pray that there are some men and women in this room and that are listening from around the world that are not standing strong. They're wobbling. Their feet feel like they're in quicksand. But, Father, you are right there with them. And may they say, help me. And may you raise them up to know that you're right there. You will never leave us. You will never forsake us. And Lord, we have to talk to you all the time. Just if, if your husband was there and you'd be talking to him all the time or wife all the time or to the kids all the time, you need to talk to the Lord all the time. And Lord, I just pray if there's any person in this room that does not know the Lord Jesus Christ, then we pray tonight is the night that they're going to surrender and abandon their heart to asking Jesus Christ to come into their heart and into their life and transform them. They're going to confess their sins and say, I've made a mess out of my life. And I know I've made a mess, and I've added to it. And both our husband and wife, we both made a mess of our marriage. And now, Lord, I want you to just change me, mold me, make me to be the husband or wife that I need to be, the mother and, or father I need to be. May I be, the hus may, may I be the daughter or the son I need to be to my parents. Lord, we are asking we be the employee an excellent employee. Wherever we work, we would work as unto the Lord. And Lord, I pray that you will touch this person who has never totally surrendered their heart to you. They've never made that total commitment. They've never abandoned it. They've just been halfway standing, halfway believing in you, Father. And he, you want all of us. You want from all of us. We want our whole heart, our whole commitment, to you. You don't want part of us. You want our whole heart. And Lord, I just pray that if there's anybody that has been getting ready to quit and has been really walking away from you in the other direction, tonight will be the night that they cry out to you and ask for forgiveness of their sins and that they, you will say, here I am, and pull them out of that doubt and fear and plant them 
on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Father God, we pray. Most important, first thing we have to do in standing is we have to surrender our heart and life and know that we are a believer. Know that we are a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we'll just give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Let me extend my welcome. I'm Lori. For those of you that my CDs just fell, it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> I'm back. See, I'm like a magician. <laughs> um, for those of you that don't know me, I'm Lori. I'm Bob and Charlene's daughter, and we're glad to have you here. Um, I just want to welcome the new people that have never been here before and welcome the ones who are returning. I know we have one guest that's here from out of state. Rose is visiting from Idaho. Rose, can you wave to us? Rose, that's Rose. So go say hi to Rose before the end of the night. And is there anyone else that's visiting from out of state tonight that I did not meet? I don't think so. Okay, Rose, it's just you from out of state. So thank you for making the trip to come see us. I'm glad we had good weather for you today because it's been beautiful. So welcome. Um, I know there's a lot of you that are in the area that are new. So at the end of the night tonight, we're going to um, feed you because we like to just give you refreshments. So stick around with us for a few minutes after. And if it's your first time, if you could just meet me at the round table for just a couple quick minutes, and I'm just going to go over a couple things with you and make sure you're plugged in, and then you can be unleashed on the goodies that we have. Um, we are in May already, which I can't believe, but I want to see who has a birthday or anniversary in May. So we'll start on the left tonight. Okay, back row first, and we'll move forward. So in the back corner, birthday or anniversary in how many years? Okay, happy birthday and happy anniversary. How many years? 28 years. Okay, and right, what'd you say? 27, okay. <laughs> and right next to you? How many years? Six years, happy anniversary. Okay, who else had their hand up on the table in front? Yes. Happy birthday. Okay, anybody else on the left? All done? Okay, right, we'll start in the front. Okay. Happy birthday. Any, yes. May 20th, 30 years. Happy anniversary. Okay, yes. May 2nd, happy birthday. Okay. <laughs> That's a good place to spend your birthday. <laughs> okay. May 6th, birthday. Okay, Dave. Anniversary, happy anniversary. Okay, did I miss anybody? All right, well, happy birthday and happy anniversary to those of you. Our gift to you is a free item, so you can stop by the back table and um, check out the CDs. The rest of you have to pay, sorry. <laughs> Someday your month will come around. Um, but everything else is $5, so it's discounted here at Bible Study. I wanted to um, show you what I brought up here and dropped is um, everybody says they enjoy the testimonies and the testimony CDs, so I wanted to let you know a couple things. First of all, when you go to our website under media, there's a video section, and there's restoration testimonies there that you can watch. So there's like a remarriage ceremony, 
um, and then some other things. So go visit that if you haven't done it. We have a few testimony CDs back there. We have my mom and dad's um, testimony CD, the Steinkamp's testimony. We also have Sandra and Andy Andrews. Their testimony is back there. And if you were here um, in November when we celebrated my mom's birthday, there was a greeting from Sandra and Andy on the video. They were the ones that had like a cupcake or um, something that they blew out. So you can put a face with their voice when you hear them. Um, Luz and Fabian's testimony CD, Rebuilding After Marriage Restoration, because it doesn't stop when your spouse comes home. Don't give up because people give up and stop praying and think, oh, my spouse is home and everything's great and you still have to keep praying and standing. And Rooted in Love is Greg and Missy's um, CD back there for testimonies. So if you like testimonies, we have a lot of options for you to um, hear testimonies and to be encouraged by them. Now, we're going to give you a chance to share a testimony. If anybody has something they want to um, just share a quick couple minute testimony of something that God has taught you over the past month since we've been together or something that you've seen happen, I'm going to invite you to come up and my mom's going to come up at the same time. And um, you could just come up here and line up if you have something to share. Anyone? And if not, we'll move on. But Joe, are you going to come? Okay, great. All right. Anybody else wants to follow, just stand up. Don't even think about it right now. <laughs> Don't argue yourself down. And my mom is going to come up here as well. Okay, Joe, go ahead. Yeah. Thank you. Hello. Um, I've been standing for a year and a half now. And um, something that God has um, really been helping me with is just um, learning to trust him with everything. Um, including finances, um, my uh, the situation. Uh, my my wife and I uh, actually started our own business together uh, over ten years ago, and so um, we've been working at that together. Um, and uh, it was I was working another job, and then she went full time with it, and uh, then eventually I was able to go full time with it as well. So we were both working full time uh, uh, from home uh, with our business. And um, making plans, you know, for for um, the the next uh, step for our business together, uh, and then suddenly, you know, uh, things changed, um, and I I didn't know what to do um, because uh, I was relying on on her. Uh, she was uh, actually ran the business, and she. Um, uh, was uh, going to uh, doing the networking, doing the marketing, getting the new clients in. So um, I was completely, you know, relying on her for that. Um, and uh, and then suddenly I found myself, you know, what do I do? Um, I don't have a job. So I, I looked for a job. I also I turned right away to the Lord um, and just uh, sought His direction on on everything. And uh, and I felt like I I was excited about continuing to do what I was doing um, and uh, and so anyway I just prayed that God would open the doors that he wanted me to walk through and close the doors that he didn't um, I put out about over almost a hundred applicants applications for jobs and none of those doors opened um, but the doors that did open was were the ones that um, I was able to get jobs in through the business Amen. So I was able to continue the business, Amen. continue to be self-employed, and um, which is my passion, and I, I enjoy doing that. Um, and and these these um, these jobs that uh, God brought me, these jobs supernaturally. I wasn't looking for these jobs 
um, I wasn't pursuing these people. I was doing some things to get my website up and, and, and things like that, put my work out there. I'm a children's book author and illustrator, and, and people would be contacting me, just call me out of the blue and say, you know, I want, I want to work with you. And um, so I, I, I truly believe God brought me those people supernaturally. There's been several of those over the past year. Um, I just got in a new contract. It's my biggest contract. Um, so far, and um, and I just want to praise God for it, Amen. Um, because there have been times where I just I didn't know what to do f with the finances. I didn't know. Um, last June was when I started having to support myself on my own income, and I'm I'm pleased to report that it's been a year now, and God has fully funded me and funded Amen. my business. So. Amen. Joe, where do you where do you drive from? I drive here from uh, from Bradenton or Sarasota, Sarasota. And area. how far is that? It's about three and a half hours drive. And you go back home. I, I go back home after this. Yeah. Now that's what you call commitment. Come. Trip. Yeah. It's worth. Say he said. Say that again. A lot. It's definitely worth the trip. <laughs> so, guys, do not complain. You drive a half hour an hour. But I am telling you, when he came, he has, once he came, he has been so faithful in coming. And I always say, leave quick, drink a lot of coffee, and don't, you know, I just, I'm the grandma, remember? But uh, I am just so proud of his faithfulness. And that's what we need, the faithfulness to just to learn everything you can. And to, he can be around men and be encouraged here. And I am just applaud him for that. Thank you. And God is faithful, isn't he? Phil, this is the men's night. Praise the Lord. The ones in the back row. Well, uh, you know, the subject of provision is going to continue a little bit. And uh, I wanted to share something kind of interesting, you know, where I just had taken a new job a couple of months ago. Things hadn't gone well with certain part of it where I didn't get a bonus. And, uh, you know, I attend Christian Life Center on Wednesdays, and I felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me, it's like, hey, don't go look at your account. You may not want to do this, because what I had done is I had made a faith promise or a faith pledge when they had a missions conference to make a commitment, and I wrote it in there. But man, I was so tempted to take it back, and I was like, okay, Lord, this is really going to have to be you. And I felt like God was telling me, write this check out. I'm like thinking, man, how am I going to do this? And I fought the Holy Spirit, I'm going to tell you, on Wednesday. I didn't do it. So then you know what happened? Okay, so God's like, okay. Saturday morning, he says, go ahead and write the check in, put it in an envelope. You know, I guess, you know, I'd be taking it the following week when I go next, the following Wednesday. And God supernaturally brought provision. And I totally forgotten, you know, when he brought the provision that it was for that fulfilling that pledge of faith. So the point what I'm trying to share with you is this. Whenever you make a commitment to God, God is always faithful. And um, one of the other tests, I just want to share this with you, is, you know, I've said with my mouth and I've had to live and work it out, is that my job is not my source of provision, God is. So, you know, last week I got a, um, you know, and my boss said, okay, look, you know, because they're reorganizing the department, we're going to let you go. And see, so you know, there was a test again. How do I react to a situation? God never says at the end of the day he's going to spare us from all trouble, okay? I do want to tell you that, but he says he'll be with us. So God gave me the grace again to go back to meditating on him and allow him to open the next set of doors. And some Amen. doors have already opened, but I'm Amen. trusting and I'm learning to hear God. See, the deeper thing, what you all have to realize, the true prize that we're all um, going after is our faith. 
is our faith. That's, that's the prize that God wants to cultivate. And obedience. And obedience. And when God has given you a promise about restoring your marriage, I don't want any of you guys to doubt because I know sometimes the enemy will say, well, it's not happened yet. Or this thing hasn't happened yet. And sometimes, you know, for us as human beings, because we're bound in space and time, we don't understand God's ways. But we just need to just surrender it. And, Amen. and what I'm sharing with you, you know, particularly with that provision thing, is just to remind you, God's supernatural ability to provide in whatever way is very, very powerful. I mean, I also want to, you know, tie it into the bigger context of, you know, why we're here. As a result of the process, you know, I've been praying, and, but I've let go particularly with regards to my wife. God has been enabling communication between my wife and I. I mean, you know, I, I do um, get to see my daughter once on the weekends. And uh, the communication has gotten better. I can't completely explain it, but I know it's God. He's working in that. And she gives me food, man, at the end of the day. So, you know, that's, that's, the, flow, that's the flow of things. Remember, guys, that's the thing. This, so remember, you know, if I can give it to you in one nutshell is this. <coughs> allow God to flow through you. Because as you're connected into the kingdom of God, God will restore. Because remember, it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, as Matthew 6.33 says, and all these things will be added unto you. God knows, you know, you have children. God knows you have a marriage. God knows you've made that commitment before him. He is faithful. He's not a man Amen. that he should lie. Amen. And I'm going to leave you on that note. Thank you. Amen, Phil. Thank you. Mario. This is Mario. Try to be brief. Um, thank and praise God for this ministry. This ministry has really brought me closer to God. Um, uh, I saw a marriage covenant truck. Marriage trans it had scriptures all over it. It, it just blew me. I was, I was driving, driving on my way to work, and I just looked up. I'm like, I was just like blown away. And it was like, that was, <laughs> that's, the, one, that's not right? a second, second one. A second one? Okay. Second one I've seen. It had scriptures all over it and talking about marriage and um, uh, I was at, a few months ago, um, I was at a real dark time. I stand, I'm almost about four or five years into standing. I was at a real dark time, and I was, I just felt like giving up. It was just a really tough time. And then um, the Holy Spirit just gave me the idea. It's like, why don't you ask someone to be a prayer partner? So I asked someone here, uh, another guy, to be a prayer partner with me. And we would, uh, we would just pray together, you know, every day for a couple minutes, you know, uh, pray the scriptures. And ever since then, it's like my stand has went to another level. Amen. So I thank, I thank and praise God that, um, you know, that uh, the enemy would like to pick us off, you know, and, and, you know, God says, no, stay, stay together, you know, your, your brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. Um, and then uh, one more thing. I had, a, I had a, 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 another dark time on my stand, and um, the Holy Spirit just impressed me to, he's like, um, declare this, declare the word, declare the scripture. So Amen. I just started going through my Bible. I just tuned out the circumstances and all that. Just tuned Amen. it all out. Amen. I just prayed through the book of Psalms for Amen. hours, like three, four hours, just praying, just praying through the scriptures, declaring the, prom declaring the promises of God. And, and as I was, um, praying them, my faith was getting stronger. My faith was encouraged. So, you know, that's, that's, that's the secret of my stand, just the word of God. I just trust and believe. God, God has always, he's promised through, for thousands of years to bless his people, protection, health, safety. You know, there's hundreds, thousands of, of prayers in the book of Psalms. I also got this little uh, sheet. It has like 100 prayers of the Bible. And I was going through those, praying each of those prayers. Each of those prayers as they apply to my stand. So...
No. Um, What's the secret, guys? Keep, keep going. Praying. <laughs> you got it. Thank you, Mario. <laughs> Brian, welcome. Every um, usually on Saturday, I text my daughter and you know if she was going to church and what service and sometimes she'd be able to go and sometimes not and get together but um lately about a month ago she texts back and says why well, I, I can't go to church because she's with you or i'm gonna go with mom so at least in the last month or so at least since easter maybe a little before that my wife has been going to church and previous to that she might go to church once in a you know in a wild blue moon, whatever. <laughs> you know, one of those CEO Christians, Christian Easter only, you know, but <laughs> whatever you want to call them, you know. And um, so I just really praise God here, you know, one step at a time. And, uh, you know, I'm just uh, piggybacking. Mario said, um, there was a um, pastor at church that was really, really encouraging and he had a battle with cancer and he went back in remission and then it came back and he he um, went to be with the Lord on April 17th and he was just yesterday we had a uh, service and there were so many people that came and I know he really had a lot I only met with him twice but he's always a real encouragement and every time he gave up to give the offering offertory he'd always say I've been reading my Bible and making my confessions. Amen. And that was one of the things that just really stuck out with him as far as, I mean, for me, but a lot of other people as well. And, um, you know, it's important to continue to confess the word and uh, over our lives and our marriages and uh, everything else in our life. And uh, just praise God. Amen. Amen. Wow. Praise the Lord. Uh, Lori's going to come up for just a second, and we're going. To, he, she's the best in explaining. We're, we're going to do a short prayer time because it's uh, ten to eight, and I want to speak. So we're going to just get into groups of two or three um, men. There's a lot of men towards the back. So if you're a guy and you want to find another guy to pray with, there's a lot towards the back. Um, and just you don't even have to say to each other, oh, I'm going to pray for this. You can just say, my name's Lori, and I'm going to start us off in prayer and just pray. But we're just going to take a few minutes to pray. And then when your group is done praying, if you would just sit down quietly, and we'll let the rest of the groups finish up praying, and then we'll close in prayer, and we'll move on with our evening. So let's just take a few minutes, find two or three, maybe max people, and, and let's just pray together for a couple of minutes.
Lord, as we close this time in prayer, we thank you for tonight, God. We thank you for every man and woman that's in this room and every marriage that is represented, every family that is represented. Lord, we pray tonight that you would be with the men and women that are here. I pray that you would give them strength for the battles that they face each and every day. I pray that you would help them to not grow weary in their stand and not grow weary in the things that the enemy continues to throw at them with job loss, with problems with um, their children's school and with problems with employers and whatever else that may be coming their way. I just pray that they would continue to stand firm and to put on the armor of God every day and be ready to fight the battle. God, I pray for each um, husband and wife prodigal that is represented here. And Lord, even tonight, I pray that they would just feel the Holy Spirit in their life just going after them and that they would have an uneasiness about the way they're living and they would have a dissatisfaction with the way they've chosen to live their life right now. God, I pray that you would just go after each of them tonight, Lord, and may tonight be the night that doubts start to happen and they may wonder if they've made a mistake. God, I pray that as we continue on tonight in song and in opening your word, that you would just open our um, our ears to be attentive. I pray that the distractions would just be gone from around us and that we would be able to just tune into you and, and to what you want us to learn from your word tonight. Thank you for giving us this opportunity, God. And even when it seems that we're fighting a battle alone and that we don't have support of a church or a pastor or in-laws or a best friend, I just pray that you would just help us to continue on in the battle and to know that you fought battles by yourself. You called many people in the Bible to fight battles alone. And even if we have to stand alone and there's nobody else supporting us, I just pray that you would give each and every person the strength to do that. Be with us tonight, God, and give us a great night. In your name, amen. Please stand and we're going to sing one more song. You lead us by still waters and tombs. 
people more than we had originally when I spoke to you at the very beginning about Mother's Day. Thank you, Lori. That's what you get when you move your Bible with you, when you join in with everything. Anyway, happy Mother's Day. It is Mother's Day to many, many of you. And yes, I'm a mother, so I'm excited about it. And my grandma, eight grandchildren, so it's a, it's a blessed time. But this is a very difficult time for many, many mothers and grandmothers because their children are going through separation and divorce. I talked to a grandmother just recently. And I just want you to know that Jesus loves you. We're here tonight, and we've sang some powerful songs. And I want you to allow the Holy Spirit just turn on YouTube or whatever you want to turn on music and just sit in the chair and lift your hands and just say, Lord, I hurt, 
I miss my husband. I miss my wife. And help me. Heal me. Heal my broken, wounded heart. Because he is the greatest surgeon of all. He can do so much for you. More than you can even begin to imagine. So we just are going to pray. Lord, we are asking tonight that you will be the greatest surgeon, the greatest physician, and the greatest healer of them all, because you're Jehovah Rapha. And we ask that you will go up and down these rows and heal the wounded, broken, crushed hearts that are just torn apart because they miss their husband and wives so much. And so do the little children. So do the big children. And we ask that tonight you will just do open heart surgery here and open heart, heart surgery on the other side of the mountain that we always talk about to the spouse who is just totally living in sin, rebelling against you, totally doing the opposite, and the consequences of spiritual death is significant. The consequences if they should die suddenly is significant. So, Lord, we are asking you to go rescue them from the evil ones, set them free from the traps and the lies that Satan has given them that they have believed. And, Lord, we are asking you will touch this family on Mother's Day, that they will somehow, some way, text or do something that will, they'll get a gift and they will not reject it. They'll say thank you, which is not hard to say. And we are asking for miracles for Mother's Day. Mother's Day weekend, we ask that the kids get to get gifts for their mother and they don't forget to get gifts for their mother because the father's not doing anything. There are all scenarios I could tell you about for the last 26 years. But I'm asking you will do mighty miracles for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And we'll even take Monday if they, they have to be really late. But Lord, we're asking that you will rise up and touch these men, and, and mostly men right now, to the ones who have disappeared and the ones who are silent. And you will knock on their heart's door and say, do something. It's Mother's Day. You've got to get something for her and for the sake of the children. Father God, we are asking you to do mighty miracles again on another holiday that means so much to all of us, especially if you've had a child. But as the video says, you can have a child in so many ways. You can be a foster mom. You can be any way, number of ways. But the most important thing is you have the child. And we are asking that you will move the mountains of coming and just melt them like wax and just speak to the wives and, and the husbands and, and have them just pray that God's going to move mightily this weekend into many non-covenant marriages that they would say, Happy Mother's Day to their wife, to their covenant wife. And we're just praying. Yes, we just are praying for breakthroughs. And, and if we keep praying all week, a lot of people are going to multiply our prayers. God's going to hear our cry. And we just give you the praise and the glory for all that you're going to do. And Lord, I ask that you would touch me and may we just take this teaching and may it just minister to the people because you are going to touch their heart. You're going to be the teacher. And we just ask that you would uh, just 
open their ears, open their eyes to read the word, and may you touch their heart and stir it up and stir it up and stir up that heart that has no love right now. Rekindle that fire in their heart and then their life. Stir it up that they've got a fire of love for their husband and wife. That, that all that anger, bitterness, and hatred, remove it in the name of Jesus and fill it up with Eros love and agape love. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you. Well, I am so excited about this. And we're going to turn to Colossians chapter 3 to start out. Um, while you turn to it, I am going to talk to you about mothers for just another minute. But do you remember Abraham and Sarah? You know, they had to wait till they were much older and they had three visitors that came to their uh, home. And when they came, uh, the three visitors told Abraham, um, I, that Sarah was going to have a son. In fact, his name turned out to be Isaac. And she laughed. Sarah laughed, not believing that it was going to happen because she was an old woman, not as older than me. And uh, so she laughed, and the, the Lord said to her, why are you laughing? And then in Genesis 18, 14, it says, is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Now, that was a promise. And I am saying to you, ask God to give you promises. Raymond words, read the word. And as you read the word, the scripture is going to just leap off the page or some way it's going to speak to you. And you're going to know that's for you when you write it down in a journal. And then you open that journal up. And when you have those two or three hour visits with the Lord, you are going... Praise the Lord, I was joking. Uh, I would love you to have an hour of time with the Lord, you know. But we, you know, we can get these times with the Lord. You can expect breakthroughs because the Lord is being praised and he sees the sacrifice that you're doing. So we want to understand Genesis 18, 14. Is he saying, quit doubting me. Quit. When I speak, it will come to pass. You just have to believe. You just have to wait. Oh, I remember. You don't like waiting, do you? Well, either did any of the, any of the Old Testament read it. They were not good at waiting, but they waited. Joseph was probably the best. He just got, went to prison and kept on doing for the Lord, and he got blessed. But look what he went through. So anyway, I just want to encourage you to remember Hannah. Hannah never had a child, and she kept praying and praying and praying. Did she give up? No. She went, and she went to the temple, and she was praying and crying, and the priest thought he was, she was drunk. And she goes, no, I'm praying to my Lord for a miracle. And she had Samuel. She loved Samuel and loved God, giving her a child so much that he, she says, I will keep him for three years and then I dedicate him to the Lord to live and become a priest. So I am telling you that sacrifice. Every mother alone here has a very special assignment, raising your children. I know it's not easy when your spouse is gone. I've done it. It is 
not meant to be, God created male and female, and they were, had children. And it's not to be separate. So I hurt for you being alone and having to deal with all the situations. Be, there are some men that I've got to applaud them, and there are our standards, and they are there calling their kids, doing things with their kids, and being the fathers they need to be, and trying to be the husband they need to be to get back in the house or to get back wherever they have to be. Some, there's all different situations, which I don't know all of them. So I'm saying to you, pray this week for couples, for hurting couples, for marriages that are hanging by a thread. May this be the week that they remember what God has done for them with their children. But pray for you, pray for your husbands, and pray for a victory in all these people's lives. And remember, the Lord is your husband. He is your husband. And he is also the father to the fatherless. So if your husband has not been here, been around for a while, and seemed to have lost the address of your picking up the phone or the telephone number for your children, you know what? You, you don't have enough excuses. You can't think of enough reasons for the excuses that why they're doing this. There is none. But I am telling you, I'm asking you to keep praying for your Heavenly Father to heal that wounded heart and let them be the father to them because he can be only the best father. So we want you to uh, make sure you know about that. Colossians chapter 3, did you find it? Okay. Colossians chapter 3. We're going to take a look at Colossians chapter 3 tonight. Because I didn't want to make it just a woman's night. But this is really going to be good for us. And um, it's also going to be good for the men. And um, we're just going to, then next month, oh man, I've already got scriptures going for you. So get ready. But um, we need to, our lack of knowledge is often why we had marriage problems. Is that true? It was for me. I'll just say, for me, it was lack of knowledge. And listening and believing what counselors or pastors or anybody said to me, I thought it was the truth, and it wasn't the truth. So I want you to understand that most important that you need to know the Word. And if you don't read the Word, you need to read one or two chapters a day. I'd say one is minimum, and, and if you want to really be a reader like some of the men are, you know, you could go and read one of, a chapter in the New Testament, chapter of the Old Testament, chapter of the Psalms, and a chapter of Proverbs. Now, that's a lot. So go, you can cut back as much as you want. Do one in the morning, one at night, two in the morning, two at night. You can do it three, four times a day. God is, doesn't care how you get the word in him, but he needs you to get his word and truth in you so you do not believe the lies of the devil that's shooting at you, okay? And so that you will walk away and say, that wasn't God speaking, that was the enemy speaking to me. And we've got to learn that. So we're going to start and understand that there's nothing more important. So we're going to read a, a, a chapter. I'm going to try to do a chapter since we're so late, um, but we may only get half a chapter done. But anyway, it's rules for holy living. 
And I cannot think of anything more important than the women to live a Christ-like life. Okay, men, I can't think anything more important for you to live a holy, pure life also. But I want us to emphasize for men and women tonight to apply it to yourselves. And each scripture, each verse is going to be different and it's going to be for you. But I want you, and we're going to go on detour roads and, and do some other scriptures and be brave. And uh, in fact, I just want you to say, Lord, speak to me. Since then, it says, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So right there, that is telling you, you need to keep your heart and your eyes on Christ. You have made a commitment, and I stopped and we prayed. If anybody in here or on the, is going to listen to us later has accepted the Lord, if someone has not accepted the Lord, they cannot stand on the promises of God, but they can read the word, but they need the Holy Spirit to live in them. And when you ask Jesus Christ to come in your heart and life, he dwells within you. And he is the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. He shed his blood, but the Holy Spirit came in and he told the disciples about that in the gospels, which you can look up and read. Can you all hear me all right? Okay, um, I just want to make sure that you know that you know you know the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life because that's ultimate. That's first step. And, uh, and you may not have had a, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You went to church and you were a churchgoer and you, you, you just had not abandoned and surrendered your heart and life to I surrender all. To your will, to your way, Lord, I say yes, Lord, to your will and way. Forever. That's a really going out. It's, it's what being a Christian is. It is saying, I want you so bad. I'm going to follow, pick up the cross and follow you. So that's what it's saying. You've been raised with Christ. You've, you've, how long have you known him? Set your hearts on things above. You know, in Philippians, it says, do not be anxious about anything. But it says, well, how do you do that? In Philippians 4, verses 8 and 9, it tells you to think about only the good, the true, the pure, the holy. And you know what? Just Phil said it just a few minutes ago. The devil keeps giving you thoughts that are not from Jesus Christ. He keeps hitting you with negativity. And we're trying to say, no weapon formed against us is going to prosper. Lord, renew my mind. And 2 Corinthians chapter 10, if you don't have it memorized, verse 3 to 5 is an excellent scripture that you need to memorize. And it says, take captive every thought to make it obedient to Jesus Christ. So there will be, and if there's any strongholds in your life or in your spouse's life, then the Lord can break them and destroy them. And that's what we have to do. It's a spiritual battle. 
So set your mind, verse 2, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Do not keep thinking, I wish, I wish, I wish I could afford a Cadillac, I wish I could afford a minivan, I wish I could afford my house, I wish I hadn't lost my house. I wish, and you keep thinking of the past and not looking toward the future. Don't, you know, in Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, it says, forget the past. It's not going to help you going back and crying over the spilt milk. Is it? No, it's not. Uh, Isaiah 43, 18. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the desert, streams in the wasteland. Believe in my mighty power. Forget the past. You thinking about your husband or wife and how bad and what they've done and everything? That is not what he wants you thinking about. May I suggest you might guess what he wants you to think about? Him. Praise him. Turn on praise music in the car. Turn on praise music at home. Teach your kids praise music of the, of, for children, that they'll be singing and dancing all around the house about it. Teach them the Bible. Get a children's Bible and teach them about David and Goliath. What are you teaching your children? I'm not saying what is Sunday school teaching them or their Bible study in Sunday school. I say, what are you teaching them? Why are you praying with them? Do not be irresponsible and not teach your kids of all ages, including teenagers, the word of God and read it to them or have them read it to you and tell them what it has, what discuss it for 10 or 15 minutes in a night. Can you not give God 10 or 15 minutes and in the evening with your kids? I'm saying we have allowed the devil to steal, kill, and destroy with the iPads and the iPhones and, and the TV that you can have, I don't know, I heard an advertisement, that you can have four different shows on at the same time. And I said, good Lord, I turn you off. I'd rather hear a sermon than I'd rather hear four different shows. But I want to know about the news, because boy, I got a lot to pray for right now about the news. If there's anything you need to watch, turn on the news and start praying for people. A family of a great-grandma lost four little children in uh, Louisiana, I believe it was, this week. Pray for that family. We need to take responsibility. Why aren't we praying for others? We need to get serious. God has chosen us to be children of God. He's got an assignment for us. And he wants us to get serious about us learning, us becoming a student and a doer of the word. Listen to those four men tonight. That did not come easy. That did not, they've been here faithfully for months and years some of them, and they're getting victories in their spiritual walk and in their sensitivity. Their wives are missing out 
because they wanted maybe a believer, a Christian husband, and they've got one, and they're so foolish not to forgive or forget and get on with restoration. But it's going to happen because God is faithful. And we have got to forgive that spouse. You got, oh, I'm jumping. I'm jumping my scriptures. That's my problem. I have, I've got one, two, three today. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. So we've already dealt with that. Take captive. Your, your brain can be the, you can be brilliant or you can allow the devil to torment you and you can have, you can have a mess in your life with a battle for your mind. And the devil would love to take it down his road. And you have got to repent. Repent. Confess your sins. I don't know. You want me to say repent of your husbands and wives? I want you to start with us first. I'm repenting all the time for what I haven't done and, and I need to do, and I don't have enough time to do it, or something happens, I don't know. The, the, my hours in my day fly by. I don't know about yours, but whoa. You know, so it said, verse 3, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. What a praise report. What a praise. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will appear with him in glory. It's telling us we're going to go to heaven. We're going to heaven. We are locked together with Christ, and he has a security lock on us. And the enemy can't break the lock unless you open the, unlock the lock. Unless you unlock the lock by what? Sin. So keep the lock locked. That's what we put the armor of God on. That's why we praise him. We have, God has, as obedience it can open a door. Disobedience can open a door. Obedience keeps the door shut. But if we blatantly go do something that God tells us not to do in this word of God, what is he going to do to get our attention? So, we got to know who we are in Christ and believe. Believe. Remember verse 5. It says, put to death. Put to death. Um, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Oh, this is a little bit. Here, here we go, guys. We're getting right nitty to the nitty gritty here. Put to death, therefore, what belongs to your earthly nature. That's right now us. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Let's just do verse 5 right now. Do you know anybody that might be involved in that situation? I, I, I noticed you all left. Um, how, how many people do you know that are in that situation? That's even more, more scary, is it not? So what did it say for us to do? Put to death. Stop doing. Crucify the sinful carnal flesh. And that is what we need to do and pray with this verse. May I suggest this verse be added to your list. That Bob would put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to his earthly nature, 
sexual immorality, all of his impurity, all the lust and the evil desires and greed, which is idolatry. Wasn't, wouldn't that be an awesome scripture? I can't hear you. Okay, good. I want to make sure you were alive. So that's one that we could apply to for your spouse. I know that doesn't apply to you, but if you happen to, uh, is, that you've fallen into sin, put your name there, okay? If you've done any of that, you know, and I'm going to warn you, turn off, stay with that computer and get away from any pornography. Stay away. If you have teenagers, make sure they've got um, something on their phone. I don't know what it is, but Tim can tell you, Lori can tell you, we got to put a guard on these phones. Because there is, we don't have to have girly shows. We don't have to have prostitutes on the streets anymore. We've got pornography instead. Do you understand how simple it is for our spouses to be tempted? Or you be tempted? We have to think smart. And, but this is an awesome scripture, people. And we want to, uh, when I read that scripture, I said, well, that's just worth it all. Because of these, it says, the wrath of God is coming. Because remember Sodom and Gomorrah. And God is, is a God that is a judgment. He is a righteous God, but he also is a God of justice. Whatever we sow, we are going to reap it. And that's why we're crying out and asking for God's grace, God's mercy, for, and God's compassion for our spouses, that they will not, and our kids, and our grandkids. I pray for everybody. You need to be praying for your entire family, your extended family, and all. And now let's go on. You used to walk in these ways. Yes, we all were sinners, and we all did fail. And we used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. But God, I want to say, but God. But now you must rid yourself of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. And I almost did uh, the book of James, chapter 3. And I didn't want to hit you too hard with the women. So I want to go to James chapter 3 now, please. Because there are many women and men who have their tongue has been a sharp tool and a sharp instrument to cutting their husbands and wives down. Uh, it's called, um, it can be verbal abuse. And, and uh, we can, and you can even have anger, and women can scream at the top of their lungs to their kids or to their spouses. There are men who are screaming at the top of their lungs to their kids or to their wives, and they had it, and they walked out. Now, that could be part of it, but I am saying I have read the letters, the emails, the contentious wife. I was the contentious wife, this person says. I forced my husband to leave because of my behavior, because of my actions. And I am saying tonight, wherever you are, I'm talking to many people. If you have not got control over your tongue and your voice at home while you're with the children alone, 
That's number one to get asked the Lord to give, put, lay, surrender your tongue on the altar and say, Lord, I say things I should not be saying. I scream at a volume I should not be screaming at. I, I don't talk to my family members right. I am out of control. And I need you to touch my tongue and my mouth to speak like I'm a woman of God. And I am asking you, Lord, to change me, mold me, make me. But, Lord, start with my tongue. And I will just give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Chapter 3, Taming the Tongue. Now, some of you may never have read this, but let me read it to you real quick, okay? Um, not many of you, <clears throat> excuse me, not many of you should presume to be teachers, my brothers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. I'm just going to jump down, but it says, He was a perfect man, able to keep his whole body in check. So when we put bits in the mouths of horses, I'm at verse 3, to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by such strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boast. Consider what a forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire. Listen to this, dear standers. And then let's pray. If your spouse is the one that's yelling and scream, screaming, then pray for their tongue to get under control. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person. Do you read this? It sets the whole course of his life on fire and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and creatures of the sea are being tamed and have been tamed by man, but no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue, now listen, dear people, with the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Can fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers, can a fig tree bear olives or grapes? vine bare figs neither can a salt spring produce fresh water we have got to pray for the holy spirit to stop the cursing and the yelling in our children if you go to school or if you pick up kids at school you will hear words that i never heard till i was an adult have you heard it okay we need to pray for them we need to pray for their salvation. We need to pray for their families. We need to pray that their hearts and lives will be touched and they will not speak like adults. And we need to pray for, for healing of marriages and all these people who don't even know the Lord. See, we can pray for the lost. The Lord wants us praying for the lost. But what do we have going on in our own home? I'm asking you. My husband 
was the, the one that was the yeller and the screamer. And it was, I was abused verbally, emotionally, and physically. And Bob wrote about that. And I don't talk about it very rarely. But I am telling you, I lowered myself to the point at one time that finally I thought, you know what? I can talk just bad and scream and holler just as much as he can. I can get mad and, and get so built up that you lower yourself, you lower yourself of who you are in Christ, and I am saying, don't go down that level. You ask the Lord to forgive you, you put, say, put a guard on my tongue. Put a guard on my heart. Create me, Lord, to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, who is living in me, living in us. We should not be saying all these things. We got to watch what we say, let alone I won't even go down the road about gossip tonight. All in the name of Jesus. You, you do not, and be careful, standards, that you don't have to tell everybody what your spouse did yesterday or the day before or what they said on the phone. Dude, that's gossip. You say, I need prayer. Cut it short and don't tell all the garbage. The devil is having you spew it out of your mouth to somebody else to tell somebody else and somebody else. And you know what? Tell the Lord what he did. And forgive him. And don't go and say, Lord, I tell my prayer partner, I need prayer. I got a phone call from my husband and my wife. Wouldn't that be easier? Instead of cutting down and slandering our spouses that we're praying for, that they come home and have a Damascus Road experience today? Do you see the difference? Oh, boy, you guys are really not hearing me tonight, I don't think. But I am saying we want marriages restored. Now. Right? So let's get our hearts and lives cleaned up now. And let's pray for our spouse's heart and life. And if they sound like the, the, they're cursing men while they're praising the Lord and your spouse may be going to church, let's pray these scriptures and pray that their heart and life will be transformed and they will have an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. I believe, I believe, I don't care how long you've been standing, it doesn't matter. It matters that we are doing it more now than we've done it before. And we stir it up and we pray different scriptures. And you may not have prayed these scriptures before. I want you to say, cleanse me from all impurities. Pray Psalm 51 and pray that and put your own name in it. You put your husband's name in it he, or wife's name in it. You always should be doing that. But say, Lord, give me a pure heart. Transform me. I go to church, but I, I'm doing two things. Because the, my kids are just pushing my buttons and I got to do homework and they won't do the homework and they're screaming at each other and saying I won't do the homework. I've been there. I've done that. But God, if you would just go to the bedroom and get on your knees and pray, Lord, help me get this homework done without a battle zone in here. And, and separate the kids or do what you have to do. But Lord, if you will get on your knees and stop yelling at them and go in the bedroom and say, Lord, help me. 
Tell me what to do. Tell me how to get peace in my home. I should not have this going on. Help me. He will do it. Do you believe that? So we've got to stop and say short prayers when, when there's a life out of control. So I just have to throw this in because it's so important for us because that's what we want to get us cleaned and ready for our spouses. But we could have, we could have problems at home. And I'm not accusing you because you're the standard. But I read letters and email and we know this is a problem that started the problem even to begin with. And so, because we both got into the battle. Because once in a while, you just didn't say, oh, I'll take this. No, you said, let me explain to you what you didn't understand. And you go on and it gets, escalates. It escalates. Now, I know some of you might have silent treatment. You know how to handle it. You just shut up. And you don't talk to them for three days. And you cut them off and everything else. Well, that doesn't work. And we have got to learn to love them unconditionally. We have got to not play the, the game that the world does. And we have to love them and say, Lord, forgive me. I'm not going to punish my husband, who is my one flesh. And that's what we've got to understand. We, it says here, and let's go back to Colossians 3. Get rid of James now. I've done that enough. Uh, but it says, but now, verse 8, you must rid yourself of all these things, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. So I'm asking you, to, if your husband or wife fits that description, I wish that is one that you could pray with their name in it, okay? And then it says, verse 9, do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and put on the new self. That's saying when before you were a Christian, you used to lie. Now you're a new Christian. How are you doing? Are you telling white lies or little lies, or are you lying? You know, we often end up adults, Christians I'm talking about, we say we'll just do a white lie, and in the commentary today, it says there's no such things as white lies. It's a lie. You, little lie, big lie, they're all the same. Uh, the commentary really doesn't have any grace uh, for excuses on that. So do not lie to each other since you've taken off your old self and put on the new self. We are a new creature in Christ. If we have slipped back, if we have fallen off and, and taken a detour road with some of these items tonight, all you have to do is go home and pray and repent and ask, confess the, to the Lord what has happened and look what God can do to you. Look what you can have freedom instantly. That's what I want you to go for. It says, do not lie to each other. And verse 10, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. There's our renewing our mind with knowledge. And Proverbs is all about wisdom, knowledge. Um, it's about uh, discernment and insight. You just keep reading. You will read so much about. I love Proverbs. And it says, in the image of its creator, here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all. 
he sees us all the same. There's no, no denomination, no, no. He made us all. We're equal. And he said, but we've all got Jesus Christ in us, who are believers, who asked him to come into their life, into their heart, into their life. And then verse 12, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself. Now, here's the good news. You're going to get rid of your old self and, and old habits that you maybe still have a couple of. But now you're going to clothe yourself, put on yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Hallelujah. That's all you need. That's the beginning. That's not everything we need to be a good wife or a husband. But compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Dear people, there's your word that you don't like. But we, if we can just say, Lord, I'm, I don't mind today. I'm not even worried about today. I am just going to be Christ-like. And that is where he wants us to live. And we want to help us to be all we're supposed to be. And then it goes on. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. I don't know where you are on the word forgiveness. I can't go into it tonight because we did too much with other things. But we need to forgive your spouse over and over and over. 70 times 7. 490 times a day. There is a forgive them CD in the back. And that is probably, if you are still battling unforgiveness, then that is the best CD for you. Or you get an MP3, but we need to forgive. Forg uh, I need, and I just need to go, and I'm going to ask you, have you forgiven everybody that has hurt or been part of this marriage problem? And have you, and do you have a healthy, on, honor your mother and father, as it says in Ephesians 6? Have, and that's what we want our kids to do to us, but are you honoring your own mother and father? And if not, may this week be the week that I can meddle and say, honor your mother and father and ask God to take all the pain, all the hurt, all the memories of why you're having trouble honoring them and forgive them. And let the Lord deal with that. But have a healthy relationship with them, maybe by just forgiving them. And there's... The, I, there, that's a whole different teaching I can do, but let me say, it's it can block having you have freedom to get you ready for your own marriage to be restored, because you've got your you've got a wall up blocking that honoring your father and mother, and we have to be obedient to the Lord. Forgive the Lord as He forgave you, and He says and He talks about it in Matthew six. So go to Matthew six, and He'll give you more scriptures. Look up and do a Bible study on forgiveness yourself this week, next week, okay? And over all these virtues, here's the awesome ice, icing on the cake, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ, and that's what I want you to have. I want you to have peace, peace that is beyond understanding, Rule in your heart, since as members of one body, you are called to peace. And be thankful. 
to every day, every day, start thanking the Lord for what you have right now. Thank the Lord for everything. Thank the Lord that that the sun is shining. Thank the Lord for the trees, the flowers that you see. Be thankful. Are you thankful? That's my question. Are you thankful for everything? And if you're not, start being thankful because the Lord wants us to praise him with thanksgiving. Then verse 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom as you sing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. So we're going to hear somebody that's got marriage problems or have got a mom and father problem or have a mother's, a brother-sister relationship fight. And you know the keys to helping somebody else. In love, you can share what the word of God says. So, and whatever you do, verse 17, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus, the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks, there's that word again, to God the Father through him. Now, I want you to, I did not get to go through all the extra scriptures I had, but this is going to be holding and pending because this is where we're going to continue next, week, next month because we're going to start reading about husbands and wives. I'm going to take you into some other territory too. But we want you to get, just read and study, meditate on Colossians 3, 1 through 17. This whole week, I have been reading Colossians 3 out of all a variety of different versions of the Bible. Try it. It will magnify. Read it for a week. Now, you can stop at verse 18 if you don't want to be the teacher up here, but I'm going to go in a different realm because I'm going to deal with some men on different things. But women, we want to be all that God wants us to be. He wants us to be godly women, godly mothers, godly uh, wives. He wants us to be godly, Christ-like friends and workers and servants in the ministries. He wants us to be pure and holy. And I'm saying, examine your hearts this week. Go back and see if you've got to get rid of some things. and, And make sure we've got clothing ourselves with everything that the Lord wants us to have. Because he wants to give it to us. Are you ready to receive it? Are you ready to receive and apply the Colossians 3, which is a powerful chapter? But this is for the women, and the men got to join us because they needed to know about it. Men, this is you can put for yourselves, but please put your wife's name in these scriptures so that they can be clothed with compassion and, and with all of the other things. Remove the anger, that bitterness, that, all that hate that they've got in their hearts right now. Pray this, that they will get rid of all that anger and bitterness and all that's going on. We are going to get victory because we're going to pray their names and our names in the word. We're going to proclaim it, pray it, and and speak it, and God will do a mighty work. 
Lord, I thank you for this word. I love Colossians 3. I've been reading it in so many different um, concordances and, and different things, and there's so many. You can do five verses and do five other scriptures throughout the Bible. It is tremendous. So I pray that you all will do a cross-reference on verses 1 through 17 and just get the nuggets of gold. I pray that you will want to be more Christ-like with holy living. And Lord, help us to be all that you want us to be. We give you the praise. We give you the glory for tonight. We praise you. I just have felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. Now, Lord, I pray that we will leave here and challenge to be more like you, challenge to pray and read the word more, challenge to read scriptures and pray scriptures with our spouse's name, and challenge to pray for others who are having floods and other things. Let us have this week, Thursday, be National Day of Prayer, and we're going to do um, 12 to 1 o'clock, a conference call for praying, um, uh, praying for all the different... Um, National Day of Prayer plus our families. Lord, I pray you will bless it. I pray you will bless this recording and this teaching. Oh, Lord, re bless this teaching to teach so many men and women to cleanse their lives from all of their impurities and not live a double standard life and be a double person and, and hide our hidden, our hidden sins expose them to ourselves and confess them to our Lord and remove them. Ask the Lord to take them away in the name of Jesus. And we will just give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages. Divorce strikes families around the world, often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit RejoiceMinistries.org and help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.